Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for you, learn something new, press subscribe, and you will get a new show each week. This show is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as Data at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Though our interns, Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco, are actually off to college now, or not not yet, but very soon. Uh, they went ahead and produced our summer shows remotely. So ladies, I can't say enough about how much you have done, especially in light of the fact that I actually haven't met them in person. Everything's been virtual. We met on Zoom, we email, we talk on the phone. I haven't had the opportunity, but you ladies have, rose to the occasion and been producing our shows for over a year and we are most grateful. Thank you, thank you. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome the president of our Palm Springs Teachers Association, Karen Johnson. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Joan. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for joining us. And I can't believe that I have not had you on the show yet. And you've been in your position for quite a while now. So I apologize for that. But I'm glad that we're able to catch up now. And so congratulations on being reelected to a recent second term as president of PSTA. Thank you. And um, tell our listeners, how long have you been with the district and in what capacities? Uh, this is my 21st year with Palm Springs Unified. I taught for 15 years at Two Bunch Palms Elementary School, and then for four years at Desert Springs Middle School before elected to the position of uh, President of Palm Springs Teachers Association. And so I've had okay. that position now. This is my second year, and I have another two-year term coming up. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I You look way too young, Karen, to have been teaching for all that time I for to be in, part of the team for 21 years uh, you really you, you look like a baby so we're not going to talk about age though Thank you. It's genetics. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just you know sitting from this chair over here and um, seeing you quite often I had no idea it's been that long so anyway that's um that the kudos to you for that because that goes a long way and so tell us describe your role as president of the palm springs teachers association um my major role is to enforce and uphold the collective bargaining agreement so the contract that palm springs unified school district and the palm springs teachers association agrees to every year that's my purpose um, we do a lot more than that. We do a lot of helping out with the little minutia that uh, teachers have a problem with. Um, we have to help out with things like if someone's not showing up for work or if someone's being told that you have to be at work two hours early one day. But it's the little things that we more help out with where I don't have these materials that I need. It's not necessarily a contract issue, but we mm -hmm. can help 
find find the sources they need to get the things that they need to do their job well you uh you, the way you make it sound it sounds simple and i know it is far from simple and especially in the year that we've just concluded today's july 11th and so we're we're in the um you know the middle of a quote summer break except this summer is really not going to be much of a break for many people because we're working on a lot of uh educational opportunities to bring our kids back in line to you know as as to make up as much as we can for any learning loss though i i don't know from where i sit the learning loss has been certainly not as um what's the word i'm looking for not as large as it could have been because we i, I believe and i'm sure you agree that our staff has really stepped up to the challenges that have been put before them and done the best that we possibly could in a virtual environment um but anyway so the, i i bird walked a little bit which you have <laughs> Um, you haven't been on this show before, but those who have know I do this all the time. And it's okay, because we have plenty of time and I like to talk. So, <laughs> Well, so. and what you said a second ago, like, I wouldn't even consider it a learning loss, but a learning change. Um, they may not, yeah. not have learned the exact same things that they would have learned had they been in a brick and mortar building all year. But we've got preschool, TK, kindergarten, and first graders who are now very adept at using all aspects of the technology needed in a classroom, things that they normally wouldn't start working on until third or fourth grade if we were staying in brick and mortar classrooms. Um, right. And, you know, later on, I'm going to talk, I, I want to talk to you about some of the things that we are to bringing forward with us that are going to make us stronger and better that we might not have had, had this not happened. And that's certainly one of them. I mean, you know, we all know that the kids are far better than we are when it comes to technology and being able to figure out how to do things. But this year, it's been earlier uh, than, it, than it's ever been before where kids have had to take to technology and become pretty adept at how to work everything. And we do have preschool kids and kindergartners who probably know as much as we do, if not more now. <laughs> Very much so. It's kind of crazy. So now that we've turned the corner on what has undoubtedly been the biggest challenge, challenges of all of our careers and our lives in general, talk about what it's been like to know this and still try to serve the needs of your membership and what what are the, some of the the issues that you've had to tackle well i mean palm springs unified really has handled this well throughout the whole thing i mean march 13th when they were closing schools before the county they called it spring break for a few hours so that we could take care of everybody's retirement people's retirements would have been affected if they hadn't um, and then that following week, while the district wasn't saying you must or you have to, teachers were jumping online and, and putting together Google Meets with their students and making YouTube videos and putting them on their Google Classrooms. Um, uh, we've had teachers who said that, 
you know, all they really did was use their computers for taking attendance and writing emails. And now they're able to use them for everything. And we can teach lessons from it. They can use the digital whiteboards. They're posting lessons. They're creating videos. They're doing such amazing things, creating the work that they do. I mean, yes, we have curriculum, but te and teachers always have to modify that curriculum to meet the needs of their class, but even more so in this environment. Right. And so it's, I mean, one of the things that we've had to deal with or and everyone's had to deal with is, you know, you have to balance the issue of doing your job and then at the same time taking care of your family and taking care of yourself. And that, that in and of itself has certainly been a challenge for everybody but not the least of whom are teachers because, you know, the, the bulk of our teachers are young moms and dads. Well, and oh, pre all of this, you would routinely see cars in school parking lots on the weekends or late into the evenings. That didn't change. It actually made it so teachers, in my opinion, were working longer hours because it's so much easier if you're sitting at, in your office at home to just keep working come five o'clock or six o'clock. Um, routinely, I would call folks just to check in on them eight o'clock at night and they'd still be working for the day. I'm like, oh gosh, I kind of lost track of time. And yeah. so this, and this has been, by this has not been a break for teachers by any means. Um, most of them are actually working longer hours because they're still wanting to give the same kind of instruction they did in the classroom, the same quality of instruction that they did when we were in the buildings in a virtual environment. And it's it's not the same, but some kids have really thrived in this as well. Um, having that opportunity to more work at their own pace and turn in things when they have time as opposed to making sure that they get them handed in as they walk out the door. You know, you, you bring up a really good point, and that is, I think that there, and, and not so much with our parents, I mean, I, I really believe that our parents trust us, and when I say us, I'm talking about the staff, the administration, and the Board of Education. Um, I think that they, they've been trusting us through this whole mess, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, in doing what the safest and the best for the, for their kids, um, and but when you look at just um, in general in the in the county in the state in the country, you hear a lot of bashing of teachers and the fact that and you know a lot of it's political and we don't have to get into who and who and what and why, but. Just in general, you, you do hear a, a lot of people who clamor that teachers have had, you know, had it easy and had a break through this whole thing, and they don't want to come back because they're um, lazy or that they, you know, they like being at home or, you know, whatever the reasons that they come up with. And it's never about that maybe they don't feel safe. You know, I mean, it's, it's more about that they, you know, think that they have a union to protect them 
from having to come back to work. And that's so not true. And like you said, the teachers have been working harder in so many capacities because it's so, it's different and they're trying to provide the best possible services and the most complete services to their kids in a virtual environment. And now in a hybrid environment, you know, as we near the end of the school year when we're recording this. Well, and there was never a point where Palm Springs Teachers Association said, no, we're not going back. In fact, in July, one of our first plans, uh, one of the first plans that was brought to the school board was that we were going to open up in August. We were just going to open. And the final decision was made, no, we were going to stay on distance learning. And our, I think everyone's concern was to make sure we did it safely. So making sure that masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and soap and all those things were in classrooms. Um, and the district's done a phenomenal job of that. They, they really did go above and beyond what I would have, what I would have ever have expected. Um, there were air purifiers in the classrooms, masks for everyone. There were gloves, there were, um, gowns for the people who needed it in some of the more, uh, in some of the classrooms that had students that like the functional life skills classes where you're actually hands-on with students during the day, just they, they really did a phenomenal job of making sure that all of our teachers and students felt safe in the environment that they were in. And I will, I will just add that as we're here July 11th and recording a little in advance, that the plan is at the start of the school year, at the beginning of August, that we will be back full-time in classrooms that are socially distanced. And if we have to add some staff in order to do that, to you know reduce the numbers in the classrooms, that will be done. Um, but all of this PPE that you're talking about, that, that will remain for as long as it needs to remain. And likely we will be wearing masks, at least in the buildings, in the classrooms, for some time to come. And that's just to make sure that everyone is safe and we're, um, we're going to you know, do everything in our power the way we've done from the beginning to do this. And if we were able to come back in August, I know that our um, teachers association as well as our classified union have been on board to do that. And that's something that has been a long history between our union administration and something that our districts and our board of education, of course, and that's something that many districts do not have that kind of relationship. And it's so nice. It's so nice for all of us. I mean, I really feel like we're a team, you know, and and we're working, we're not working against each other. We're working with each other to do what's best for kids. I, I, I agree with that. Um, during, I mean, as we finished up the school year, we had six feet of social distancing in classrooms. But even then, the the numbers were the spacing is declining and getting smaller. I doubt we're going to be back to a spot in a month where we get to sit face to face in small collaborative groups again. But we right. are going to get to be back a little bit more normal, 
Um, right. Kids out on the playground, being able to have those group conversations in class rather than very rigidly. I mean, it almost looked like how I would set up my room when we did state testing, when we had to do the bubble tests. I mean, we were so far apart with our plexiglass dividers <laughs> used to be. And that was so no one could cheat, right? <laughs> yeah, that was so no one could cheat. Now it's, we've got the plexiglass dividers um, to help prevent you know, blowing raspberries at people across the room. <laughs> <laughs> if you just if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY, and my guest is the president of our Palm Springs Teachers Association, Karen Johnson, and we're just uh, reflecting on what it's been like for all parties during COVID-19, and, uh, you know, Karen, kudos to you for, I hear it, you know, being uh, in the cabinet meetings, I, I hear it consistently on how much you and your board, uh, a PSTA board are appreciated for being as collaborative as you guys are. And just, you know, the being wanting to do the best for your membership and primarily for our kids. And that just shows consistently. I mean, you guys had to negotiate a couple of agreements as we've gone through <laughs> yeah, first for distance learning and then another one for hybrid. And um, I, I know you guys worked dil diligently on that, but there weren't a whole lot of bumps in the road. I think, you know, you came to terms pretty quickly and very amicably. And I, I'm sure you, you know, from time to time hear from some of your members that are not happy with something that, you guys negotiated, but by and large, I know they are. Um, by and large, the I mean, our MOUs both passed with very high percentages. Um, I mean, nothing's perfect, and we're not and not. I hate to say it, like we can't make everyone happy. I'm not chocolate. And then I found yeah. out some people prefer skittles, um, so I'm never. But the point of our agreements were to do what was best for students and keep everyone safe in the process. And that was the goal we all had in mind as we were going into these. And look, you know, I, as we, um, and I can only give numbers from about the first, you know, four weeks of getting into this hybrid where uh, we're, you know, offering testing and making sure that well i can't say making sure we're urging our parents to make sure that they screen our kids every day before they come to school make sure that they don't have any symptoms that they're not sick and then of course we have our staff that watch and as soon as if, if we have a child that is exhibiting any signs of being sick they go into a, an isolation room and they're picked up and then we highly suggest that they get tested. We have not had, we had one staff member that tested positive and then it didn't spread any further than that because the kids that she was in contact with were immediately told that they need to quarantine for the 10 days and there wasn't anything further. I mean, I just feel like that's a result. It, it, certainly because of 
people getting vaccinated. And please, as you're listening to this, if you have not been vaccinated yet, please strongly consider doing that. I know there are personal reasons why people don't want to get vaccinated, whether it's fear, whether it's personal beliefs. And I respect that. And at the same time, we can't get to herd immunity if we don't have a large, you know, large enough percentage of people who get vaccinated. So, okay, off that soapbox. <laughs> and the point that I was making was just that we've done it right, I think. I think we have. I, I think we have done this as safely as we possibly can. And I look forward to what we've got planned for next year. Um, I really so do think that with, with what we've learned this year, that we'll be able to do a good job of continuing to keep our students, staff, and community safe um, while we educate students in person. And we, and we anticipate that there's going to be a slightly different group of kids who do, of students who do continue to um, learn online, joining things like uh, Desert Learning Academy so that they right. can continue to work at their own pace rather than at the pace of a classroom. Yeah, and you know, really, we were headed in this direction anyway. Not, of course, to the extent <laughs> and, and the speed in which we went there, because this was this was pushed on us, and it was not an evolution. It was a revolution. It was, <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. I just came up with that right now. Uh, I'm going to write that down, because I, you know, I'm a lot older than you. I won't remember it in 10 minutes, but... <laughs> It, it it was certainly, you know, moving into this virtual platform was something that we've been doing at, at Desert Learning Academy. We've had it for, for a few years now, but uh, relatively small numbers. And now it's everybody and, and not exactly the same because Desert Learning Academy is like you said, it's the kids are working more at their own pace and they don't necessarily check in with teachers every single day. But um, in turn, I think that, like you said, some kids and parents have found that their kids thrive in this kind of environment. And maybe this is, you know, better for them and they will actually be more challenged and more motivated at being able to maybe work faster than the majority of the class. In in January or February of 2020, Dr. Lyon was saying she wished that all of our students would have an opportunity to take one online class um, in, their, in their school career. Well, I figure we now have it covered for at least the next 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Karen, you, you, you got that right. And as you brought up earlier, and maybe you have another example, like, you know, the the pre-K and kindergarten kids who, who have had to, you know, jump on technology and learn how to log into their computers for their classes um, way earlier than that ever happened before is a takeaway that's very positive. These kids are going to be, the kid, the, you know, as, as the kids of COVID, uh, as the kids of the COVID shutdown, when they graduate, they are going to be that much better equipped with, you know, the expectations of the work world. 
Well, and in our traditional classrooms, we had like we did the lesson in class and then we'd go home and do your homework. Um, we had some teachers already that were doing flipped learning where your homework was actually the day before class where you watched a video or you read something and then you came in and, and did the lab or, or created something based on what you learned on your own. And with the fact that so many of our students are now very adept at this, that flipped learning model can happen a lot easier in classrooms. So it's not just here we're learning in class, now go do this on your own, but here, take this, do this front loading on your own, and when we get to class, we can create and do and 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 get a product off of our learning and do that in class with the help of the teacher as opposed to the first reading of something. Okay, thank you for after all these years finally explaining to me what flipped what a flipped classroom is, what flipped learning is, because I certainly heard the term and I really didn't get it. And you explained it very well just now. And it's not that hard of a concept. Hopefully I explained it correctly. <laughs> well, I think you did. And I know that, you know, when you, you left the classroom, that was probably just starting up. I know that a lot of teachers are doing that now, but the way you just explained it, that makes so much sense. And that is, um, that kind of does model a lot of times, you know, what the, what the workforce looks like in terms of, you know, you have to actually come prepared with the semblance of a, of an idea or a product or a, a theory or whatever beforehand, beforehand, and then come together with the group and discuss it and turn it into something even better. So it sounds like that that's, that's the concept of the, of the flipped classroom. And I love that. And I'm sure it doesn't work for all, all the time, but it's a, it's just another tool. And it sounds like a great one. Yeah. So what, what are your, in the last couple minutes that we have, what are some of your goals uh, now that you're, you're going to have a second term? Uh, it's a two year term, right? It is a two-year term. And uh, do you guys have term limits or do you get to just run for as long as you would like and until they get tired of you? Um, there are no term limits in our bylaws or our standing rules. <laughs> so, oh, well. Then so, yeah. that would be um, great. So I'm going to retire like probably in another, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years. So I hope you stick around for that long in your role. That would be great. Although I'm sure you, I'm sure on some days you must miss being in the classroom. Um, I definitely miss the students. I miss the students. I miss being with, with my class. Um, one of the things I have told friends is that I'm going to fight to get prep every day for our elementary teachers and live out the rest of my days as a first grade teacher. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what the future has in store for me. And um, my, I, my goals are to continue this, this relationship that we've got with the district. And, and we put some things in place between our executive board and the cabinet so that we can hopefully make sure that the collegial relationship we have continues no matter who is leading the, the charge, um, whether it continue, you know, there's going to be a day when I'm not the president of the association and Dr. Sweezy retires a hundred years into the future. Um, <laughs> It's who we're leaving it behind to that to make sure that that continues no matter who's who's leading. Um. Well, I and that is 
that that's kind of been the legacy of PSTA since I've been in the district and I I've been here the same amount of time as you 21 yes. and so you know I was before we got together this morning I was kind of going through in my head the the past leaders and honestly it's it's all been you you probably are the best you know between us here and whoever's listening but <laughs> Uh, they, it, from where I sit, it's it's been it's traditionally been that way, and I know it works both ways. And it, you know, before we wrap up, let me just say that I know how much the Board of Education appreciates the fact that you come to almost every meeting, even if you don't have anything urgent, like you know we really need this or our members are upset about this. And there are times when you you do do that, and that's part of the job. But you come and you take the time and sit through the board meeting. You don't have to, but you do. And you get up and comment just about how much the your membership appreciates the administration and the board. And that is that means so much. Well, and our our bylaws actually say I have to go to one meeting a month. But I did. I felt bad that the only time we ever speak to the board is when we have a problem. And so that was one of the things I did in my in my first year, my first term was make sure I'm if I'm at a board meeting, I'm going to speak and say hi and just give them some information about teachers. So it's not only the negative and the complaining that they hear. Uh, amen to that. That's ending on a high note. Karen, thank you for everything that you do, for how much you care about our kids and um, for taking the rain and reins and doing such a fabulous job. You are appreciated. And we will have you back. Our show you, I appreciate you. Aww. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.